joy it is to be with all of you this morning. I so wish I could be there in person. I want to give a special thanks to Reverend Dr. Andriette Earle, who is a gift in my life and an individual I so love dearly for her invitation to speak and to share with her community on the topic of Women's History Month. A shout-out also to all those individuals working to navigate all the technology involved in this, in this talk. You know, there's so many women in our global history that I could be speaking about this morning, especially knowing that the theme is women who tell stories. But I'm choosing to talk about someone a little closer to home for me, an African-American activist, educator, writer, professor, and social critic, Gloria Jean Watkins, better known as Bell Hooks, is undeniably one of the most successful crossover academics of the late 20th century. Now, Gloria Jean Watkins was born September 25th, 
1952 in Hopkinsville, Kentucky, and she died on December the 15th in 2021 in Berea, Kentucky, just to give you some a little background information. As I said before, Watkins grew up in Kentucky in a segregated community. At 19, she began writing her first full-length book, Ain't I a Woman? Black Women and Feminism. Her writing was influenced by Sojourner Truth. Hook studied English literature at Stanford University, where she got her bachelor's, the University of Wisconsin, where she got her master's, and the University of California in Santa Cruz, where she was awarded her Ph.D. in 1983. Now, Hooks chose her pen name, Bell Hooks, the name of her great-grandmother, to honor her female legacy. And she preferred to spell it all in lowercase letters to focus attention on her message rather than on herself. She taught English and ethnic studies at the University of Southern California from the mid-1970s, African and Afro-American studies at Yale University during the 80s, women's studies at Oberlin College in Ohio, and English at the City College of New York during the 1990s and early 2000s. In 2004, she became a professor in residence at Berea College in Berea, Kentucky. The Bell Hooks Institute was founded at the college in 2014. In the 1980s, Hooks established a support group for black women called Sisters of the Yam, which she later used as the title of a book published in 1993, celebrating black sisterhood. Her other writings, her, her writings and her body of work is absolutely amazing. But let me share with you some of them. They included feminist theory from margin to center, talking back, thinking feminist, thinking black, black looks, race and representation, killing rage, ending racism, real to real, meaning R-E-E-L to R-E-A-L, race, sex, and class at the movies, remembered rapture, the writer at work, where we stand, class matters, communion, the female search for love, and the companion books, we real cool, black men and masculinity, the will to change, men, masculinity and love, writing beyond race, living theory and practice. She also wrote a number of autobiographical works, such as Bone Black, Memories of Girlhood, Wounds of Passion, A Writing Life. It is my intention to not only honor this amazing woman, but to perhaps paint a picture of what life was like for her growing up in Hopkinsville, a small segregated town in rural Kentucky. And what rural means here in Kentucky is the hollers and the hills. She herself recalled her neighborhood as a world where folks were content to get by on a little where Baba, her grandmother, made soap and dug fishing worms, set traps for rabbits, made butter and wine, sewed quilts, and wrung the necks of chickens. 
She also wrote and talked about how this community turned the hardships created by racism into a source of strength. So the neighborhood where she grew up provided young Gloria with her resistance to racism. But it also provided her with the experiences that would shape her feminism. Her support of equal rights for women. Gloria was one of six siblings, five sisters and a baby brother. And her father worked as a janitor. And her mother, Rosabelle Oldham Watkins, worked as a maid in the homes of white families. As a student at these segregated public schools, she was taught by a dedicated group of teachers, mostly single black women, who helped shape the self-esteem of children of color. In the late 1960s, Kentucky schools were desegregated. By the time she was 10, Gloria had begun writing her own poetry and soon developed a reputation for her ability to recite it. When I shared with you that I wanted to talk about someone a little closer to home, let me share with you that Belle's sister was a part of our community, Ahava Center for Spiritual Living in Lexington, Kentucky. And Berea College, where Hooks was a professor in residence and which houses the Bell Hooks Center, is about an hour from me. Berea College was founded, I think it's important to note, it was founded in 1855 and was the first interracial and co-educational college in the South and today is one of only eight work colleges in the United States, meaning students don't pay tuition, rather they work for the college as part of their studies. And although I do not know what it was like to grow up as a black child, I can tell you that I do know what it's like to make soap, to dig fishing worms, set traps for rabbits, make butter and moonshine, and wring the necks of chickens for Sunday dinner. I do know what it's like to make do with what you have. I know what it's like to be poor but I am also white. And regardless of both of our experiences, I am intensely aware that I still had privilege. One of my very favorite quotes by Hooks that continues to keep me laughing out loud every time I read it goes like this. It really fascinates me what white people are allowed to write about. In February at Ahava, the community did a book study for Black History Month on the book All About Love, New Visions. It's one of my very favorite books. In it, she writes, the word love is most often defined as a noun. Yet, we would all love better if we used it as a verb. Here, Intensely personal, she offers a practical new idea for a society bereft with lovelessness and not the lack of romance, but the lack of care, compassion, and unity. People are divided, she declares, by society's failure to provide a model for learning to love. Now keep in mind that this book was published in 2000. 
and 23 years later, we are still suffering from lovelessness. We are still suffering from the lack of compassion and unity. And for some, living a lie of inclusion and equity, believing we have already reached the pinnacle of fairness and a world that works for everyone. And it seems to me that every time we get a little closer to equity in our world, the monster of discrimination rears its ugly head to squash what little progress we have made so far. I don't know about you. I don't know about you all, but I grieve for our humanity. Bell Hooks wrote, in order to move towards that mountaintop of justice, we have to tell the truth of our experience, our grief, our pain. We must do this in order to create a space to embody love as a guiding force in our lives. We must embody a love ethic of honesty, personal integrity, and openness, and to stretch our hearts with a willingness to see ourselves in the other. If we choose to understand love in a deeper, more profound way, the fire of love within must be tendered and nurtured. We must keep adding compassion and understanding to build a flame higher and higher and higher. We must continue to move our feet through forgiveness in a world with not forgive. The truth is, I sometimes get so discouraged and afraid with what is happening in our world that I want to give up. I want to run. This is when I know I must return to love. This is when I take in the words of bell hooks and stoke the fire of compassion that I know still lives in me, but just needs to be awakened. A little bit more once again. Because my greatest fear is that I will stop loving. And I will fall asleep to what needs to be done. The work I am called to do. The person I am called to be. The work we are all called to do. The people we are all called to be. I never want to forget that together we have the power to create a world that mirrors love and oneness. That that oneness is celebrated in our diversity. That what we bring to the world and how we show up in the world matters. Bell Hooks told us this over and over again in her writings and through the example she set. She reminded us that we are all valuable and we need each other to provide comfort in our darkest days. When we can do that for one another, we experience connection and oneness, and we do become love in action. In a world that is ever-changing, we need the strength of a hundred bell hooks, maybe a thousand bell hooks, to navigate real change, real love in the world. So let me leave you with her words this morning. Contrary to what we may have been taught to think, 
unnecessarily and unchosen suffering wounds us but need not scar us for life. It does mark us. What we allow the mark of our suffering to become is in our own hands. Love is an action, never simply a feeling. Let's all go into prayer. I invite you to close your eyes with me if you so desire and you are comfortable. As I close mine and I drop into that place where I know that there is only one, one mind, one source, the source of all. That source that creates out of itself every minute, every second of every day, never diminished by its creation. That which I know is love and peace and joy. That which I know is oneness and power. That which I know is abundance and wholeness and all of these things, yet I know is no thing. It is simply the one mind that is my mind now. And as I know this to be the truth of the source of the one, as love, as joy, as abundance and all these things, I know that it is true of me. I am the I am. And it is from that place of knowing that I speak this word for this community, knowing that love is indeed the answer to all. I know that right here and right now that there is an order unfolding regardless of what it may look like. Regardless of what it may look like in the world that the power and the presence of the one mind is at work and there is a great healing taking place. That the band-aid has been stripped off and the wound has been made obvious and the heir and the beloved is healing right here and right now. I know that this love that I speak of is the love that supports, sustains, and maintains this healing for one and for all. For we know that we are all in this together. And so I celebrate that. I celebrate the one mind. I celebrate the order, the order that is unfolding in this perfection right here and right now. And I know that for anyone who may not be feeling this way, for anyone who may not see this order or feel this order or feel this healing that is happening right now, I know that right where you are, right where I am, right where we are, God is. God is the power and the presence because I know that within me there is something greater that is at work. There is something greater that is work at work right here in this world right now. In this soul, in this heart, in this place, in this heart and soul. I'm so grateful to know that our lives are on the verge of greatness. And that we open up and we accept right here and right now this greatness of the pervading love that is already here, at work, in action. I'm so grateful. I am so grateful to be steeped in the one mind and the truth of our essence and being and in the energy that we have 
that lighteth the world. And so it is through a grateful heart that I simply release this word into the perfect universal law, knowing that the law has already answered this prayer long before it left my lips, as we all say together. And so it is. Peace and blessings. Thank you so much.